Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Welcome to the top five of death. Where listeners vote and everyone dies. Listen and die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 of Death. If I sound weird, it's because I have a prosthetic in my mouth. It sounds pretty good so far. No, it does not. I can hear all the like the gross noise and the everything on this. Maybe I'm just used to hearing you with things in your mouth. Every time you speak, it's like a thousand voices cry out in pain or yeah. you're suddenly silenced. Suddenly snuffed out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that different voice you hear is... Um, Somebody that uh, I was telling Matt, I wish uh, I didn't have on this episode because his name ends in a letter that is very hard for me to pronounce right now. Okay, how about this? You start my name and I'll end it. All right. uh, It's Max... Uh, Ski. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. From uh, what? Where are you from, uh, Max? Yeah. What brings you here, Chief? Uh, well, my, well, I, Max Kreisky, uh, am here. Um, I'm one of the hosts of Anachronismo, uh, the uh, newest show on Make Fun Network. That's right. The best podcast that I don't guest host on. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're well. Any time that you want to prepare a historical story, you can come on down. <laughs> oh my God, I've been Man. thinking about what it could be. Yeah. For like a couple of weeks now, like what would I do if I was on that show? And okay, let me pitch something to you. Okay, there was an incident in 1969 <coughs> called the Football War. Yeah, which was a war uh, in Honduras that was kicked off by a uh, lost soccer match. It was kicked off. I get what you're going with. That. Hey, yep. Yeah, I don't know anything about sports. Nor do I. Yeah, but I know about I've, I. <laughs> I, you know, while we're doing a, a, a deep dive into 1969, I learned about that. I'm always doing like a if, deep dive into 69. Nice, Sick, dude. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Uh, uh, you could do about how pinball was illegal in New York. Yes, I think I knew that. Yeah. That's fascinating. It was, a whole, it was like gambling, they thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a whole big it. court case, some impassioned pleas, all sorts of cool stuff. I love history. Yeah. I just, it's just like, what, what is, what could I bring my you know, spin to. I mean, my rule of thumb is anytime you're reading a history book and you're like, that's a weird thing that they touched on briefly and then forgot about forever. <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's find out more about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. History's fun. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing that show? Uh, let's see here. We just released our 36th episode, which I think is like our 39th or 40th total because we had a bunch of like mini sods and interviews and shit. Yeah. Uh, and we do it every two weeks. Um, so I would say almost a can have been two years now. Uh, yeah, I like more over, definitely over a year. Yeah. Maybe as many as two years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. You can do me a real solid, get a little closer to that microphone. How's this? Yeah. So like, much better. I just, I'm going to touch my mustache to it. Do it. Uh, that's yeah. what I do. <laughs> okay. That's how I know if I'm that close. Like my little, my whiskers. Yeah. They, uh, oh, like, a, like a kitty cat. Yeah. Like I'm, try, I'm trying to see if I'll fit through this hole to bite this mouse. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, we've done that for about two years. Um, and you have been two other hosts. Two other hosts, Jackie and Noel, uh, who prefer not to use their last names because we talk about stuff like pilgrims having boners underneath their hats, you know, the classic comedy. Are they embarrassed by that? They don't want their employers to find out. Good thing you told me now. (laughs) And yeah, to be frank, I need a new job, so (laughs) anybody out there is hiring. Um, uh, yeah, so. Fro doesn't use his real last name either. Is that, yeah, that's just like not, a, a running bit. His, his last name's not Doe Baggins? Fro Doe Baggins. <laughs> I'm an intro. Doe Baggins. Uh, no, that's awesome. So, uh, well, welcome to Make Fun. I think uh, I think all the fun butts have uh, 
taken quite a liking. And yeah. if you haven't, where can they uh, where can they check you out? Uh, if you haven't checked me out yet, you can check us out uh, on any well on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Uh, just search for Anachronismo. That's A N A C H R O N I S M O, like anachronism with O at the end. It's the Esperanto word for anachronism because I thought it would be funny um, to use a conlang uh, that you know is completely fallen out of use uh, to name a story about history. How's that joke working out for you? Real bad, man. <laughs> real hard to find my podcast. Real hard to spell it. It's not working out super great for old Max. Sound it out. It's, it's not that anachronismo. Bad. Um, no, it's not that bad. Um, and you can find us there. Uh, we're every other Wednesday. We got a show coming out um, twenty sixth, actually. Uh, so I believe the Boxing Day, day the day will. after this episode comes out. Yes, uh, it will be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check it out tomorrow. Uh, nice, nice new app coming your way. Um, yeah, and uh, we're pretty active on uh, the Make Fun Network page. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at Anac Podcast. That's A N A C Podcast. Or you can even email us at itsanachronismo at gmail.com. Hell yeah. You yeah. can do all that stuff. And uh, please do, because it's, uh, I'll put it this way if, if, if I didn't like the show and if I didn't have faith in the show and believe in it, I wouldn't have put it on the network. So if you like me, and we all know you do, are you laughing because I whistled? Is that what you're laughing, Matt? <laughs> yeah, Listen, I'm so hey, sorry. Everybody better get used to it, because this is the next <laughs> six months of my yeah. life doing this. If you don't listen to Anachronismo, you are explicitly saying that you hate Matt. Don't do that, because they will not listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people that hate Matt. And then, oh, yeah, <laughs> they, they hate me, because they ain't me. You know what I'm saying, yo? Yeah, they hate they hate you because they ain't us. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, Better Matt won last week's episode. Hold on. Why is that unfortunate? Because your death's going to be boring. No, I think my deaths are usually well-received. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, what episode did you win? I won top five winter horror movies. Okay, good topic. Yeah, and actually people were kind of surprised that you weren't on it because it's right down your alley. But Well, I, uh, I was in a immense pain. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. Ran into Matt at the, uh, the on the MBTA the That's other day, right. and he would very kindly gave me four words, <laughs> which uh, were "hurts to talk," "sorry," and like <laughs> I was immensely flattered. Yeah, he was like, oh, "It's him." <laughs> uh, but so, uh, well, congratulations on your victory. Oh, thank you. Don't get used to it. I am certainly not. I will be honest. All right, so let's let's hear him. Okay. Fro was driving down a New England country road late one wintry night. Suddenly, he lost control of the car as it spun out of control. Fro, being a typical New England driver, didn't know how to drive in inclement weather, so he tried slamming on his brakes and steering away from the skid. His car crashed into a tree, knocking him unconscious. Fro awoke several hours later, laying in an unfamiliar bed. Dave Howard from the Fun Butts walked in moments later and said, (laughs) Country road, dude. (laughs) Okay. And says, you're awake. You've been out for a while. You've got a broken leg, but I've got you all bandaged up. Doesn't look like you're in any shape to go to a hospital. Plus, you're super cheap. All right, I get it. (laughs) But don't you worry. I'll take good care of you. After Dave walked out of the room, Fro didn't know what to do. He only knows iconic scenes from movies, but none of the important details. So he didn't realize he was now under the control of a crazed fan. The day stretched on with Fro slowly healing. Fro doesn't even begin to suspect that things are not all as they seem. Every time Fro requests to reach out to someone and tell him he's okay, Dave, ma- Dave makes up an excuse. No cell service up here, Frosif. No landlines either. Totally off the grid. One night, Fro finds a piece of paper with the same sentence printed on it dozens of times. All work and no play makes Dave a dull boy. I love the Simpsons, Fro thinks to himself. 
Once Fro was well enough. Oh, Jesus. That wasn't me. If I did that, my teeth would have shot out of my mouth. (laughs) Once Fro is well enough to walk on his own, he decides it's time to leave. As he's getting dressed, Dave smashes through the door and says, here's Davey. Fro laughs again, not realizing he's in mortal peril. If I can't have you, no one can. I'll keep you here forever, even if it's in pieces. Dave swings his hatchet at Fro's head, killing him instantly. What is that, one page shy of how long the book actually is? Sure. Uh, BWK has a secret life. He may seem like America's sweet boy, but he's actually the caretaker of a blood-sucking fiend. His dedication to this creature means he's unable to podcast more than two weeks in a row. He met the monster in his youth. It seemed like another uh, quiet neighborhood child. Quickly, he learned the horrible secret. Since then, he spent most of his nights collecting bodies to feed the thing with fresh blood. But what BWK doesn't realize is this monster has grown tired of his shenanigans. Late one foggy Christmas Eve, the ghoul slowly (laughs) made its way to BWK. It's time for mistletoe and holly, BWK. The monster stuffs mistletoe into BWK's mouth and makes him swallow it. Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. BWK doesn't have time to be poisoned. It got stuck in his throat. Failing around, BWK died from choking. The beast was free to find a a new young boy. Huh. Wow. Thank you. Good thing for BWK it was a mistletoe and not a camel toe. Am I right? Uh, Yes. For BWK. How much have people missed me? (laughs) This is what I've I've been out. I've been out the game for quite a bit. If you hate Matt, you should listen to my podcast. Uh, good desk. Those those were very well written, and I appreciate the time that you put into oh, them. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Max, you picked the episode for this week. Could you tell us what we're talking about today? Uh, so I pitched a, a large number of historically based top fives. Right, because uh, you were on it, we wanted to uh, honor you as our guest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I'm very flattered. The one that was picked was top five old timey jobs. I'll take anything with the word timey in it. Time- yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's t- it's it's now timey to give Max five dollars. <laughs> uh, oh, he's reaching timey. for his wallet. <laughs> All I have is a hundred dollar bill. So. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, guys, get started. Yeah, we can do that. Well, yeah. hold on. Let me ask Matt a question. Sure. Yeah. Um, when you think old timey, what time frame do you think? I think turn of the last century. Oh, <laughs> perhaps like. You know, late 1800s, early 1900s. That's pretty old-timey for me. I've got everything here from 1920s back through the Roman Republic. Roman Republic. Yeah, ancient Roman. I have jobs here from 1998. I think... So, like, I get technically Roman... Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. Roman would be old, but that's kind of more ancient than old-timey, right? (gasps) A rift has been caused... I don't, not to you know put you on blast here because you are the history guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, hey, and yet you seem to have still put me on blast. Yeah, well, <laughs> when I say I, I do this often, when I say like, oh, I hate to do this, it actually means I really don't hate to do you this. You love to do it, definitely yeah. doing it on purpose. Like, oh, sorry, I hate to interrupt, but I am going to interrupt you. So yeah, I, I my my general thing was since it's my specialty, I figured I'd do a, a deeper dive with the expectation that uh, oh. you guys wouldn't be able to fucking keep up. <laughs> So I would just smoke you and uh, leave you leave you hanging yeah, as we'll I dive into history. We'll see who's winning on, this week. Huh? Come on, climb into my TARDIS. <laughs> I'm very good at being smoked uh, yeah. when it comes to things of uh, yeah. academics. No, but just for real, like I was just excited about these, and uh, the ones I was excited about reached all the way back. Would you do any of these jobs? <laughs> um, maybe one or two. Okay, most of them I would not. Uh, I just think they're interesting and fun to say. Are um, any of them still legal? 
uh, the, actually, we're gonna. I, I have two. I have two games I wanted to play with mine. Which uh, one was? If you can guess what it is, based on what the title of the job is. And the other one was oh. to Ooh. tell you when it either went out or have you guess if it's still around. Ooh, I like this. Let's get started. Yeah. Uh, do you want to kick uh, kick us off there, Max? Uh, yes, please. All right. Well, here you go. Mm-hmm. Your first ever. Number five on the top five of Dell. My number five old-timey job is knocker-upper. Fucker. So here's the thing. That's my number four. That's Fuck. my number five. Is it uh, your number five? My, my, the only reason it's my number five is when Fro decided that I was going to take his place, he's like, you can take my place, but you have to have this on your list. Really? So yep. this was Fro on Fro's list, too. On Fro's list. I can, I can pivot. So No, 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 no. <laughs> so normally what happens is whoever has it higher on their list, uh, they get to talk about it first because it it, it, it ranked higher in their list. However, uh, because you are a guest, I will defer to you to explain to us or to the people at home or in their car or whatever they're doing, jerking off. I don't know what you're doing. You can talk to them. Yeah. Okay. Let me talk somebody off here. All right. Um, <clears throat> great. So yeah, a knocker upper, uh, was a, a a profession uh, in Ireland and England um, that was pretty much occur started occurring as soon as people started living in cities. And their whole thing was they would go around to people's windows uh, and they would knock on them to wake them up. They would carry a short, a short, heavy stick if they wanted to knock on somebody's door. And if somebody lived on one of the upper floors, they carried a long bamboo pole which they'd use to tap on the glass. There's. <laughs> Pardon. Did you say belch and burp at the same time? I, yes. Yes, he you, did. You got to get the most out of your onomatopoeia. Um, that's just how I live my life. Uh, <laughs> Don't put them in a box, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll belch my way out. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So they um, they would also carry pea shooters, uh, some of them, uh, to shoot peas at the windows of people who were out of the reach of even their long stick. <laughs> um, many of them also carried snuffer outers because part of their job was putting out the gas lamps that had been lit the, the previous night. Huh. Yeah, see, if if I went away, I'd have been like, it was like an alarm clock before alarm clocks. Yeah, not cool. Yeah, that's what I was, I was going to say. Fro made me do this, but it's like alarm clocks. Yeah, it's cool. like some guy. So they they uh, they, so they stopped. So yeah, they went out of business. So they went out of business. They, went, they didn't go out of business. I was gonna. I I stopped myself because I wanted to have you play the game of guess if they're still around. <laughs> or, I mean, I why? Could, yeah, it seems. Guess, well, guess when they stopped being around. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, when the um, let's see, so. When did it start, you say? Uh, it started pretty much as soon as people started living in cities in, Ooh, in England and yeah, Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say it, it stopped um, in the late 1800s. Ooh. Uh, better, Matt? You have a better guess? <sighs> no, I have no idea. Um, a better guess, that's, that's, um, that tells me that he's wrong. Or maybe he's just not articulate. No, I'm going to say some... it stopped at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely stopped. Uh, it says here that uh, oh, they God, don't look it up, Wikipedia. And the thing that Fro sent me. Coward. <laughs> I don't know. Coward. Oh, oh boy. It stopped in the 70s when, no. uh, when bell bottoms were hit. Uh, split the difference, the 1920s. Ooh, the roaring 20s. Yeah, because it was too loud for them to hear the knocks. Is that what it was? No. <laughs> <laughs> too, alar- many, too many swinging parties? The alarm clock was, uh, was made affordable. Oh, affordable. By, so wait, by how industrialization. Did, how did the uh. knockers up wake up? Uh, that was actually the subject of an old joke. Mainly, they just went to bed really early and drank a ton of water. <laughs> all right, all what right. Is that, Kramer, there's a bunch of Kramers. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I yeah, I get that reference. <laughs> no, you know, you know the Seinfeld guy. I know who that is. I just have never seen Seinfeld. Oh my god, we are Although, very different people. I've been told that I'm uh, my friend Mark Campasano. He's been he's told me that I am his Kramer. Me and him have the same birthday. 
Really? Mm-hmm. You were born on Cinco de Mato? That's what it is. Really? Yeah, or he could be Cinco de Marco. It is Cinco de Marco. It's definitely Cinco de Mato. I mean, he's the champ, you know, Champasano. Uh, that's fine. How old is he? Oh. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't give a shit about my friends. Or I don't see age. <laughs> wow, you're so progressive, Max. <laughs> Uh, that's a good number five. It was my number four, and your number five was well, Matt. Yeah. All right. So when, so I'm gonna do my number five, and then we're gonna go right back to you, Max. Oh, God, I hate your name. Max. I hate your name today. Ow. I'm Ow. sorry. Okay. Uh, but Come my up with a clever nickname, real quick. My nickname oh. in college was Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Don't call me that. <sighs> that's not much easier. It's not very good. Uh, what's an easy word for me to say? Uh, oh, how about Slagathor? <laughs> Ga Gore. Gordon. Gordon. That, yeah, no, Gordon. No. no S's. Middle name's David? Mine is. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Matt David. Matthew David. Is Busy your middle David. name David? Yeah. I have a lot in common with a lot of people. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. All right, David. Kunk. Can you say kunk? Kunk. Yeah, kunk. kunk. yeah that's my soon-to-be daughter's name. <laughs> uh, soon-to-be. Not yet. Uh, so my number five, one of the oldest jobs of any any profession is the old The tiny world's oldest profession? Whore. Yeah, that's it. Number five. Whore. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty old timey. Yeah, right. I so, love it. Yeah, sex workers have been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sex workers, prostitutes, hookers. Um, what, what are they referred to in biblical text? Uh, it depends. Actually, there were some um, uh, holy prostitutes uh, d- uh, that. For example, yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, I just got that. That's very good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, for example, the uh, Church of was it not Latter Day Saints? No, not no, not Latter Day Saints. That's very. I mean, they marry dead people, but no. Um, the Church of what was her name? This um, her name? Yeah, this Babylonian goddess Mary. No. Uh, well, uh, part of her whole thing was there were like holy prostitutes who, uh, as they would uh, see people in the temple, yeah. would actually chant a prayer as they were, uh, in the act. And that was supposed to channel the reproductive energy to their goddess. Was the prayer bang me harder? No, but no, uh, <laughs> you really dug deep for that one. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, you could say it was a divine growth hormone. Hey, so here, here's a question. Like if Spanish if the, fly, if they were, um, if they were holy prostitutes, would it be all right for like a priest to have sex with them? This is pre-priest. In in like. that religion, they didn't have priests. I don't know, uh, but yeah, any priest. It like, depends on the religion. Wouldn't that I guess. be a nice loophole to not have them uh, molest children? Wow. Okay, I did, did not see where that sin was going. You think that's the reason? Well, yeah. I I think it might attribute to certainly the, doesn't the, help the celibacy yeah. aspect of it. I, I don't know. That seems like a very archaic philosophy to follow these days. But I guess religion's pretty archaic to begin with. Yes. Unless uh, unless you love God. Praise the Lord. And who doesn't? Yeah. But yes, my number five is uh, whores. Whores. That's actually a really great pick. I mean, it's, it's an old-timey job. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of money to be made in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, some places it's legal uh, in sure. the United States. Um, I, for one, think it should be legal everywhere. It'd be easier to regulate and protect sex workers if it were legal. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if they're adults and that's what they want to do with their body, I don't think there should be any reason why they shouldn't be allowed to do so. If yeah. you were a whore, how yeah. much would you charge? Me, what do you think it's- Me right now? Yeah. What do you think it's worth? You're worth. Honestly? Yeah, honestly. Well, what's- tell, All right. Give me a give me a, a job here. What am I doing here? All right. Here we go. All right. You're in an old shitty vehicle. Yeah. And you, you're real down on your luck. Right. And you just got fired, but they gave you your, your last two week paychecks. Okay. <laughs> so you're you're driving around and then you see me, short shorts, fuzzy pink vest, 
high heels, ripping butts, and you pull up, okay? You got one ripping butt. Right. And and you want something. What do you want? And I'll tell you how much I would charge. I want an hour, anything goes. An hour, anything okay, th- goes? That's a big fucking okay, ass. 30, I wanna, 30 minutes. I want to I wanna buy those hot pants. <laughs> <laughs> These ones? Yeah, the, the ones that, you were wearing, that you're wearing in this analogy. That's, yeah. a, that's a cool $100. I want even. Uh, I want. I want too at rich least, for my blood. I want at least dirty third. Dirty third. Listen, that's a subjective. Wait, um, is that even a term? Yeah. Dirty, what's the difference between yeah, dirty, what, dirty third? What's a clean third? Well, the, it's French feel finger fuck, right? French, French feel, feel finger. finger. I mean, I finger. I can't. You want me to it. finger you? <laughs> All yeah. right. I mean, I'll do. You know, and if that's what you want, I'm not going to kink shame you. This is absolutely the moment where I decided I'm not telling my parents. I guess on this <laughs> podcast. Um, no, definitely don't. Um, to, for me to finger you, I, honestly, uh, hundred fifty dollars. Hundred fifty dollars. Can I see your hand? I got these bendy fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot to do here, guy. I'll pay you five bucks to pretend your finger's a worm and put a little smiley face on it. Done. <laughs> nice. Here's that. Here's the five dollars back. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, Matt, are you buying this or what? Uh, you know what? I think I can get a better deal down the street. <laughs> oh yeah. Good luck. Well, that's that's my number five is a whore. Uh, so, Matt, your number five was um, knockers, knocker uppers. Mm. Yeah. And so now we're gonna go back to uh, David. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and uh, your number four. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, that's less belch. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's seltzer, man. Uh, my number four is Orchid Hunter. Okay, not on mine. Orchid Hunter. Orchid and I would, Hunter. As, I would assume this is based off of the Killer Instinct character Orchid. Yes. Incorrect. I am wrong. Yes. Wow. I never, it, it, that rarely happens. That rarely happens, Matt. Yeah, so I, I really like, feel great for having beaten you at this. Yes. If you hold back you, and then forward and then the hard kick, man, she'd do that flip. She was unstoppable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about oh, it. Oh, Deadly Instinct. I thought you were talking about Basic Instincts. Nope. Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. Got it. Um, so, orchid hunters. So, back in the Victorian era, orchids were big business. Uh, it started when uh, a uh, some, I believe it was silver from the New World. I know it's hard not to look at me when you talk. But don't? Yeah, just look okay. into the mic. <laughs> just look into the mic. <laughs> look at me. Okay. I'm going to make full eye contact with you. <laughs> Great. And he will. <clears throat> oh, God. I hate this. <laughs> you, you, you don't have to. I'll look at my phone. So, the Victorian era. So, uh, there was something, so something was shipped back to England, packed in orchids from one of their colonies. And as it opened, they had, um, they had been packed before they bloomed, but they bloomed in transit. And so, when the, when the case was cracked open, this, like, scent washed over people and these colors and, and shapes of these orchids, like, brightened their eyes from the gloomy British weather and immediately started this huge, huge craze for orchids. So, people wanted orchids. They wanted orchids to have in their rooms, like, just cut, but they also wanted them to, to grow and because they wouldn't grow very well in the british climate um there was always demand for more and you could uh go to uh the philippines for example and make your fortune uh hunting orchids but it was also incredibly incredibly dangerous and one notable expedition eight men went on a uh, expedition to the philippines to find orchids uh one was eaten by a tiger ten came back Uh, other way. <laughs> oh, my bad. See? One was eaten by a tiger. One was doused in oil and burned to death. By who? Uh, the native people of the Philippines. Oh. Uh, five were just never heard from again. But the last one uh, returned home and made his fortune uh, with a, an armful of orchids, uh, with, a, with cases and cases of orchids. This fascinates me because you'd think it's a flower 
why wouldn't you just set up a farm rather than like go hunting? I know that it was hard at the place, but you could go someplace. So the best orchids couldn't be cultivated; they only grew wild in the in the forest. Yeah, you fucking moron, Max. Now I did not know that. They were also, also orchids are notoriously hard to grow, even today. It's incredibly hard to keep them alive, and they had just found them out in in uh, in in England. I'll grow a hundred orchids tomorrow. So. Go for it, my what dude. I, I will. I will take take your money on that. Bet. Um, <laughs> so wait, does now does this still exist? Uh, so no, I'm actually not not quite done with this. Holy um, shit! There's there's a couple more orchid facts, orchid hunter facts I wanted to share. So there was one man who was known as the Orchid King, Frederick Sanders, uh, and he would send people on especially brutal expeditions. There was one where a guy was sent, and he his his whole party was fucking killed and eaten, and he. And he lost his whole th- his whole pack of orchids. And he sent a letter home pleading to be let to come home. And the, he was re- received a two-word response. Return. Recollect. <laughs> what does that mean? It means go fucking back and get him more orchids. Damn. Frederick Sanders does not tolerate failure. Uh, also, orchid Same. hunters hated each other. So they weren't just in danger from the stuff in the forest where they were collecting. They would kill each other if they found each other and, or destroy their their harvest of orchids by burning them, uh, or, um, by burning them, salting them, or in one memorable case, peeing all over them. And this was just to ship things? No, this was like to enjoy. Oh, they were okay. first discovered because they were used as shipments. Oh. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. And now, so this is not a present anymore. It went out of, uh, out of fashion because of greenhouses. Ah. Uh, the invention of the greenhouse made, meant that people could grow orchids in England, uh, and they had enough knowledge of them to start doing so. So people started growing orchids, which, of course, made them drop precipitously in price, which made people stop wanting them so much, which meant that orchids just became, oh, it's a nice varietal to have in your garden, rather than, let's send some men to their deaths over this. What flower would you send a man, a man to his death over now? Me personally? Yes. I wanted to see how long we were going to be silent, but that just couldn't. Well, me and Max were fine, so you started jibber-jabbering. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez Louise. Yeah, you can cut out the sounds. I don't. Yeah, no. Really? Yeah, I don't edit these things at this all. One, this one doesn't get an edit. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Some stuff I wish I hadn't said. <laughs> <sighs> I, I guess that, so that corpse flower, the huge one that grows like th- three feet tall with its bloom, but only blooms once every 10 years, I might send someone yeah i'd probably send somebody to die for that because that is really hard to find and if you got one that was going to bloom in like a couple months and you got possession of that you can it's it's amazing it's beautiful and a lot of scientists will pay you pretty good money for um for its genetic material i'd send somebody to their death for a daffodil yeah i think i would do a sunflower my mom really likes sunflowers uh, you so. do not value men's lives no but i value my mom so yeah, that's fair and i don't know if i've ever held a daffodil you know you can just buy a daffodil what do you think I'm made of money? <laughs> They're like, you can find them on the side. With of the one road. of those hundred dollar bills. Listen, yeah. If Matt doesn't pay me to finger him, how am I going <laughs> to afford that daffodil? <laughs> am it's, I right, everybody? It's really sad how many have been driven onto the streets by need for flowers. Also, somebody draw me fingering Matt <laughs> in the in the in the getup that I described. Also, please. someone please draw Matt uh, painting his finger like a little little face <laughs> on it and having it do a little worm dance yes. for me. And maybe put his finger in like a little a little tutu and like have a little hat on it. All these things can be done. Yeah, and they please. shall be. Um, but that's a good one. So an orchid hunter. Orchid hunter. All right. So my number four was knocker upper. So we'll go to Matt for actually his first contribution to the show. <sighs> and I bet it's going to be on my list. You think so? Probably. 
Because uh, do you think we have shitty lists? Yep, probably. <laughs> <laughs> My number four is Ice Cutter. Nope. Nope, I do not have that one. See? Nor do I. Oh, it, it, it regale us with the tale. Man. So I'm sure that you've all seen Frozen. <laughs> yep. Yep. The famous Disney film. And I work with kids. Yeah, so it I've is. I've seen it so many times. Prominently featured in the opening number, but this was a thing before people could make ice. They learned how to ship ice to places that were very hot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I recently heard about in Fresh Pond in Cambridge, so locally, that pond was heavily used for in the winter they would send teams out it would be frozen they would cut up the ice pack it up in sawdust and uh, you know hay or whatever and ship it all around the world so people in india who had never had a cold drink in their entire lives suddenly had ice in their drinks and it changed the world it's amazing we how do you ship these things They discovered that if you pack ice in like a sawdust or a hay, uh, it maintained its temperature for a long time. And they were able to ship ice uh, by sea for long, you know, long, long distances. Makes sense. Those are good insulators. It's fascinating. Because you think like, I can't even get ice from the McDonald's to my car. Never mind, you know, down the street. Never mind down the street, not to <laughs> India. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, you just think like uh, ice going to India, that doesn't make sense. Like ice cream melts on the way home from the grocery store. I mean, no, also I the larger a piece of ice is, the longer it takes to melt because it keeps itself cold. Yeah. Like it does, like less of it is, less of its total volume is touching the air and uh, which is at a different temperature than it. I don't think anybody's ever said total volume on the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, get smarter. <laughs> no. Th- listen. I, I put your show on here for a reason, okay? <laughs> this there's, is, a, there's a demographic we do not fair. hit, and that is the intelligentsia. This is I the mean, lowbrow show. <laughs> I, I would honestly describe my show as a a, uh, a dumb show for smart people or a smart show for dumb people, depending on how you feel about well, yourself. Well, this is a dumb show for dumb people. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey. Hey, no, I don't believe that. No, hey, it's true. There. Hey. Hey, you? Yeah, you, the listener? You're great. I like you. Yeah. You can do whatever you put your mind to. Stop chewing on that fork. You don't? <laughs> That's going to chip some teeth. We, yeah. don't, we don't call them fun butts for nothing. Yeah, but they are the best. That is true. <laughs> I've been really, really enjoying my interactions with them on the uh, the community page. This is a great community. They're just like a great bunch of people. Really, really It really are. made me feel right at home. But they are dumb. <laughs> we just clear that up. I don't want to I don't want to build them up too much. I'm not, not candy coating this at all. all right. So anyway. In the, in the circles I run in, I'm the stupid one. <laughs> That's true. Oh, hurtful. Well, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. So, yeah, uh, these ice cutters. It's its a fascinating thing. Obviously, it does not exist anymore because we have machines that make ice for us. We have uh, air conditioning. The whole world is very different. But for a time, this was the big thing. Who's your favorite ice-related character? My favorite ice-related character would have to be Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Mr. Frosty from The Adventures of Pete oh, and Pete. That's you know, a good one, too. You know who else I really like is uh, I do like Mr. Freeze from Batman. Also very good. Yeah. Victor Freeze. Very good. All right. He suffers from the Doctor Doom thing. Like, what was he going to be when he grew up? I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he could have uh, he could have carved uh, base reliefs uh, into walls of freezes. Yeah. Idiot. Nailed it. (laughs) All right, David. (laughs) Number three. (laughs) I've I've discovered I hate being called David. (laughs) Um, my number three is Waterman. This is different than a water boy, I assume. Incredibly different. Uh, so, so this is like a hydro, like uh, super villain type of thing? Nope. Played by Adam Sandler. Nope. 
Hmm. If it's not Adam Sandler related, I'm kind of not interested. <laughs> what does a waterman or watcherman do? So there were actually this is a bit of a cheat because there are actually two professions that are wa- called watermen. Max, get out of here. I'll do okay. I'll do. <laughs> I'll just do one. I'll no, just, no, you can do both. Okay, but I just want everyone to know that you're a cheat and a crook. I know. Uh, so there are two professions that are called watermen. Uh, one is the first one I'm going to talk about real quick is in the Netherlands. Um, so you know how uh, in the Netherlands the whole country is protected by dikes in order to keep it from flooding? Yeah, obviously. Who doesn't know that? Yeah, great. So do you know why that is? Uh, duh. Yeah, it's because, as you know, <laughs> right. um, and that's not just because it, the whole country was built under sea level. That's not true. The entire country used to be above sea level, but it was a swamp. And after being millennia of being a swamp, you know what swamps are made out of? It, uh, yeah. You know, it goes into your whiskey. Yep, it sure does, it's especially peat. mine. That's right, peat. Peat, And yep. so it's a great fuel source. And they, uh, the, in the Netherlands, they sold it all to other countries. So they literally sold all the ground underneath their feet and thus became flooded. And the watermen were a profession that was like part town planner, part um, like aqueduct engineer that just made sure that any given place as you were building it didn't flood because somebody made a bad choice with a ditch. Right. Um, the other watermen are the uh, bargemen for the River Thames in London. Ooh. They could talk to fish. Uh, no. Shit. Yeah, you yeah, really fucked up that bad. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying. Uh, that's Aqua Boy. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so they. Sorry, his name is Aqua Lad. Aqua Lad, yes. Aqua Lad. <laughs> so at the time, the only way over the Thames was London Bridge, which is 30 feet across. You'd think really easy to get across, but you'd be wrong because people lived on London Bridge. People ran shops on London Bridge. But London Bridge was covered in three stories of teetering buildings that that made the actual movable space on it about five feet wide or less. So if you want to go on London Bridge, you're going to be there all fucking day. So if you wanted to nip over the, the river for a quick drink, which was a whole thing, if you wanted to uh, just get, you know, get back and forth quickly without having to be having your whole day, if you wanted to ship stuff that was time sensitive, you went to the watermen. And watermen drove barges, ferries, all sorts of stuff, and they had an official guild. And part of the guarantees of this official guild was that if you went with a gilded waterman, they would not stop in the middle of the river and renegotiate the price while they were there. <laughs> um, Yo, that's some smart business stuff. <laughs> it's pretty good. They also uh, they also organized to oppose the building of a new bridge in London because <laughs> it would take money out of their right. pockets. And uh, one of their most famous, famous members was Jonathan Taylor. The, Thomas? Sorry, John Taylor, the water... To- the water... No, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas, you piece of shit. What you, excuse me? <laughs> I'm sorry. The middle son of uh, home improvement? It's very good. It's a very good joke. Now, John Taylor, the water poet, was a bargeman who basically uh, used a Kickstarter of the time to get people to fund his books. And he wrote these terrible books about, like, from London to Ireland... With only hemp seed to eat as I paddled my ferry using two saltfish as oars. Um, And he would write these, like, terrible poems and all these, like, journalistic exposés on stuff that didn't need them. And he would, like, raise money for this by, like, going to people and, like, asking them to fund his next book. And if you reneged on that promise, then in the book after that, he would write the whole, like, the whole first chapter was just dedicated to calling out the people who reneged on their promise to fund his books. Sounds like a a real nice guy. Uh, he was a he was he was a real character. Doesn't like, sound like the Jonathan Taylor Thomas that we know. Not at all. Not at all. To cover a tiger not, beat. No, <laughs> not content to help his dad with various uh, various projects in did, the tool yard. Did John Taylor have a goiter? Where's this going? I'm just asking if no, he I, had I a goiter. I don't believe he had a goiter. Simple question. No. All right. Well, neither did Jonathan. Taylor, Taylor Thomas, Thomas another way they're alike. That's right, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, they both uh, both wrote about uh, such things as coach table times and about uh, getting from one place to another on five cents a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. now we know. Yeah. You know, the Watermen? Yeah, the Watermen. Watermen. Yeah. Watermen. Watermen. So, what, what, what kind of music would the band the Watermen play? Uh, it would be a lot of covers of Men Without Hats. <laughs> I, I picture it as like a They Might Be Giants kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to you know? say... Like a real, like a prog rock, prog rock band, mm-hmm. Waterman. Yeah. All right. My number three is, uh, is something I don't know anything about, but I know it, ex- I know it existed and I have a vague idea of what they did. And I just like the name. It's a, a soda jerk. <laughs> nice. So it's my understanding that the, uh, back in the day, there used to be, uh, like soda parlors mm-hmm. and they would be the, uh, I don't know if they would ever be the owner, but they would definitely be the operator. Um, they would run the the soda fountains, which was like a a thing that you went and did. Yeah, like Pop Tate in Archie Comics. That's right. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, I can't imagine. Like, uh, I guess I can imagine. And I also, I I definitely, I bet I don't have to do too much like searching to find some like very hipstery place that does like. The old timey soda jerk. Yeah, they like, they probably have a dozen in Brooklyn. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, you can get an egg cream. Uh, egg, an egg beater. Egg no, cream. Egg beater? cream. An egg cream. Um, and yeah, definitely in Brookline. What is an egg. egg cream? So it's uh, it's just like a, it's made. It's a soda. It's not made with egg at all. It's called that because you beat it with a spoon and you like stir it in. Oh, no egg. No egg. Sweet. Huh. Well, anyway. Did your dentist tell you you can't have any soda? Your dentist tell you can't have any egg. Um, one of those is true. Actually, no, he didn't say either. Uh, <laughs> I can have eggs and soda, but uh, probably not. I haven't had soda yet. The only thing, I, but I have been having my my daily energy drink, so that's good. I mean, what, is it? What is, <laughs> what is it going to do? Damage my fake teeth? I mean, I guess I Maybe. don't know about caring and feeding of fake teeth. Yeah, how do you feed teeth? Is it like a Tommy the Tooth situation? I don't know what that situation is. <laughs> you don't know Tommy the Tooth? I've never met him. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was like a, uh, I don't know if it was like a puppet. It was like a puppet that like taught kids good dental hygiene and like fought against cavities. <laughs> Maybe if I knew him, I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in now. <laughs> Wore a little bow tie, had an airplane. You were born that way, Matt. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like a, a soda jerk. Um, so I, I when I whenever I think of a soda jerk, I think of which isn't the same thing, but I think he they did do the dispensary of soda in the scene of the candy man from Willy Wonka. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's what I think of when I think of like a soda jerk and ah oh, man, I I would love cuz I don't drink, right? So I don't do any bar or anything like that. But I would love to be like just palling around going to get a soda. <laughs> you know? Matt, I will absolutely do that with you. <laughs> yeah, but we need to go to a place that like like that's a their sit thing. down and you yeah. get Yeah. 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 All right. I'm I, I'm more of a, a tea guy on that front myself. I heard your favorite tea place is clothing. Yeah, tea lux. Rip. Well, it's it's the I don't know if it's my favorite. It's my favorite in Boston. What's your uh, favorite tea place ever? Um probably my, oh geez, that's a tough one. Uh it would probably be this little place in Canada, uh Ming Taozian, which is run by this old Chinese couple. Uh and it's gorgeous and they like will chat with you about tea all day. Uh, and have these like really delightful pu'ers that um, what uh, they know a lot about. Pu'er is a type of fermented tea uh, that uh, ages like wine does, but it isn't alcoholic. It's just got live cultures of bacteria on it. Uh, that kind of smells like poo in the air. Absolutely not. How dare you? 
Yeah. Yeah. The guy say they say improv about yes and mine's no and fuck you. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. I should mention um, I know Max through improv. Oh yeah. I that probably should have been brought up way earlier. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, I did not know that. That's we right. were uh, we were on the cast of a show together for briefly. Magic the Gathering, the show. Matt, that's right. Matt showed up to one show and a few rehearsals. That's true. <laughs> and then left. And then I left. And he left. Yeah. I was uh. I, I auditioned under the guise of being directed by somebody that was not the director when I got cast, and I was like, "This is different than what I was expecting," and I left. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, and yeah, we yeah know each other from others. Yeah, that mostly. Also, yeah. Also, Max is a a very educated Magic the Gathering player. I'm Ner- not very good at Magic alert. the Gathering. I will say that I just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. You're a nerd. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's absolutely true. Yeah, I've got a little pin on my lapel here. Which is for a card game called Illimat, which is a uh, a card game that is based on the music of the Decemberists. <laughs> so I just wedged myself. Thank you. I don't even have anything to say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All yeah. right, my number three was Soda Jerk. I don't want to talk want... about this shit anymore. <laughs> Matt, what is your number three? My number three, I think, is a classic that you probably have on your list, Matt. Definitely, Chimney Sweep, baby. It's not on my list. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you know why? Because you still need them today. There's still chimneys. Yeah, it was so old timey though. I can't think of old timey London without thinking about a chimney sweep, governor. <laughs> nice dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, Mary Poppins. That's Dick Van Dyke's character, and they yeah. got that new Mary Poppins picture. It's fresh in my mind. Yeah. I uh, I have a quick anecdote about a chimney sweep in Mary Poppins. I went to go see a production of Mary Poppins yeah. at the North Shore Music Theater in Beverly, Massachusetts. Theater in the round, baby. Yes, yeah. it was very good. It was very, very good. In the scene when he's doing the tap dancing on the rooftops, they did a really cool thing where they took the actor and they put him in like a harness and he like was tap dancing around and then he tap danced up a pole, like just like oh, right so cool. angle. But then there was a board um, that he went comp- completely upside down on and started tap dancing upside down, and the board went around the theater. When it passed over me, he drooled on me. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where he he then came down right beside me and was still doing his lines, and it was mic'd up, and he's like, blah, 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 and he's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) like, don't worry about it, man. It's fine. Oh, my God. But that's my chimney sweep Mary Poppins story. So that basically, you got spit on by yeah, a chimney sweep. by a low-level <laughs> yeah. societal <laughs> dredge. They say that's good luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, getting shit on by a bird. Yeah, but what? Uh, tell me, you tell uh, me more about the chimney sweep. There, man. I really, I, I like the song. I like the look. I like the black lung. Malnourished children used to be chimney sweeps because they could go down chimney's hole. I love malnourished children. Yeah. I think that's something we don't see enough of in America these days. Where? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. If you stay up late enough, you'll see an infomercial about it. I mean, there's a lot of hunger in America. Yeah, that's true. Donate to your local food bank. And uh, I, I, I couldn't. It, it's one of the first things that comes to mind for me when you think of old timey jobs, like oh, the old chimney sweep. Uh, but yeah, I suppose that people do have chimneys that do need to be swept and oh, cleaned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you don't see them like walking around the street and covered in covered in sweat, <laughs> just walking around the streets of London. I feel like anymore. Mm-hmm. No, uh, although. I may not be the biggest expert on what's walking around the streets of London. To be yeah, honest. don't lie to people. Yeah. Hey, it's, you know what? Just For all I know, that's exactly what London is. It's just like Mary Poppins. <laughs> You've got Dick Van Dyke walking around the street covered in shit. You know, if you go to the Twinings Tea Room in London, uh, they have a tea bar where you can sit and sample all of their teas for free, which I did for several hours. Hey, did you know that tea is basically just like 
leaves with some hot water on it. I will fight you. <laughs> Come don't, on this side of the table. We're going to have a fight. Don't ruin this for I them. challenge you to a children's <laughs> card game, sir. <laughs> I will uh, bust your soul into the shadow realm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow, I got. I don't have anything. I'm. Uh, I'm all out. Uh, do you but, think you could have been a chimney sweep, you little baby? Uh, I think I probably have the stature for it. Yeah. Um, but not the work ethic or stamina or physical ability for anything that requires any amount of physical exertion. Fair. I yeah. like your honest assessment of yourself. Yeah, I can. I, I. You know, the things that I'm good at are maybe sitting in front of a computer or. Uh, Possibly uh, reading. Wow. I'm a very, I've got a reader's physique myself, yes. Yeah. A reader's physique. Yeah. You got some height on you, though. Do I? Yeah. I didn't know that. You're, you're a good 5'10", I would say. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. On a good day. <laughs> on a good day. Yeah, sometimes oh, I slouch. There you go. Max, you're number two. I'm, I'm sorry. David. Never, <laughs> never, sorry, I'm still reeling. I've never been called tall before. <laughs> um, well, <clears throat> compared to the little people here on the top five of death. Yeah. Top five of no one over six feet. Huh. You're not even close. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my number two is cochineal farmer. Oh, of course they farm cochineals. Yeah, I think we've all you know dabbled in cochineal farming from time to time. I would say. What do you make with cochineals? Um, it's really limited co- by your imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would make a little doll. I would make smaller. Conchineals. Okay. I would make a doll, and I would use conchineals as its teeth. Huh. Idiots, they make dye. Yeah, dye dolls. <laughs> caught you, I caught you in your lie. Yeah, dye dolls. <laughs> um, so, conchineal farmers. So, red dye, uh, for a long time, you could only get like a sort of off-red from what was called matter, uh, at least in uh, in the old world. Uh, and with the discovery- Well, the old world? Yeah, Europe, man. You're oh, a, you're I was like, are we on a different plane of existence? Yeah, it's like the Jack Kirby's New Gods, the right. Fourth yeah. World. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Go on. Anyway, so yeah, Apocalypse <laughs> would have uh, <laughs> no. <clears throat> the oh, am I ruining your life? I just interrupt. <laughs> I feel like you get ready to go on a tangent, and then I'm like, boom, and then you're like. Fuck! I now I got to get back on where I was. I was just raised not to interrupt people. You know? Oh, you and I got raised very differently. We, I will yeah. interrupt everyone because my voice is important. It's honestly a problem in my life, actually. Uh, but let's not go there. Um, no. So okay. Uh, so one of the things is in um, ah oh, fuck old world. Yeah, in the old world, you only get red dye from matter. It sort of give you like an orangish uh, sort of thing, like a copper. Yeah, like a coppery sort of color. Um, and matter is a type of plant. Um, but they in fuck uh, yeah, in the New World in South America, uh, for centuries they had been farming cochineals, which are these little beetles. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Um, they uh, so the cochineal in its natural form forms a thick cocoon around itself in the winter time of of uh, thick threads to keep itself warm through the winter. And when you crush it, it makes a sort of a, a nice C-O-C-H. bright red dye. C o c h i n e a l. Um, now it had been uh, refined and and bred by these farmers for hundreds, maybe thousands of years, so that it um, had a it was again larger. It had a less Less thick woolly coat, much of a finer uh, threads, but it produced four times as much dye as it did in the wild varietal. Mm. But because of this, it couldn't survive the winters. So cochineal farmers would carry um, cochineals up into the mountains where the uh, temperature was more um, 
uh, more temperate for the winters so that they would survive. Um, and they would, and the coninos also only grow on the lopal cactus, which was native to the area. Oh. Now, when this was found by the Spanish, it became a huge industry because it was an amazing red. And red is, of course, the color of power. Yes. Uh, or at least it was at the time. The red was the most expensive color than others by like four times more expensive to get clothes that were dyed red. Um, to the point where wearing an all red wardrobe was a sign of immense wealth and luxury. So in order to, um, to capitalize on that, they had to keep Cochineal incredibly secret. Uh, so it was actually like treason to uh, export Cochineal to other places. And they tried like all these ventures to try and grow Cochineal in other places, but they couldn't get the low-pile cactus to take or the Cochineals wouldn't survive the sea journey. Um, so they just kept growing it in the same places where they had been growing it for millennia, except they used, you know, colonialism and shittiness to oppress those people. Um, to do so. We actually talk about it a lot on um, an episode of Anachronismo. I'd recommend that one. <clears throat> Slowing down. No. Fast. Uh, uh, quicker, so quicker, quicker, quicker. Continuals, so, uh, when they were uh, crushed and dried, they, the dye in them, they would make these uh, thick black bricks of dye that would be shipped from the old world, the new world to the old world and be bought there. And in fact, these large bricks of continual were what uh, King Ferdinand, uh, King, Philippe, King Philip, sorry, used to uh, finance one of the crusades was uh, the proceeds from the sale of continual. So continual farmers were was a sort of ancestral trade that the whole family got in on. Uh, children would help harvest the uh, lopal cactus with their small hands and use sticks to pick off a bunch of bugs. And then they would take thousands of them and crush them to get enough uh, dye to make, you know, a suit. So if I was a professional wrestler back in the day, mm -hmm. I would want to use, I would want to smash a cochineal in my face to simulate like a uh, blood. Yes. That's all I got out of everything you one said. One big one. Yeah. One big one. One big one give you a good, good, good old splatter. So nothing. They use this in food, but also it would too, leave now, your right? face red for a long while. So that was gonna, that's what I was going to say. So yeah, this is like a, a bit. Um, there's it, no like bacteria or infection that's involved in this at all because no, of where it comes it's from. It's the natural. So it's the the their stomach. Sorry, the the acids basically of what the bug is uh, make this bright red color. It's with their their inside goo. Um, so it can be processed, and there are ways to like refine it to get different reds. There's um, all sorts of cool stuff in the Harvard Museum of Natural History. Their glass flowers. They have a special red that they've forgotten how to make, where they mixed the cochineal. With with gold in order to make it um, hmm. for that glass flower, and they've lost the secret of how to make that, so they can't make it anymore. I'll let them know. But uh, there's all sorts of various reds you can take, and yeah, cochineal are still used today. Um, a lot of them in food coloring. If you've oh. ever eaten a red M and M, you've eaten cochineal. Yep, I'm so mad. That's at why M and M's. I'm gonna fucking call <laughs> them. Hey, That's why a lot of like candy that you'd think would otherwise be vegan. If it has this particular red dye, then it is not. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry, like some nerds, I think, use. Matt is vegan. Yeah, if you look at that cactus on the picture you have up there, that's a, that's either, they're all in their cocoons on that lopal cactus. Oh, this one? Yeah. Huh. Cool, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. This looks gross to me. It is gross, but interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, that's literally, that was literally the way of people there for millennia because people still wanted that red dye. Um, so and, we haven't been able to like and, synthesize this. Why? Why synthesize it? You so can you still grow it. You don't synthesize wheat. Yeah, but and you need you need a base thing to synthesize it from. It's actually more useful in synthesizing other colors than it would be to synthesize this by itself. You with the very application of various other dyes and materials, you can get a huge variety of uh, colors from cochineal. But what about the bugs, man? Don't they have a say? <sighs> 
See, that's complicated because the <laughs> continual in its current form wouldn't even exist within the in the varietal that makes this much dye without that this much this farming. And they wouldn't be able to survive without the support from the farming in this form. Now, wild continual do still exist. They don't produce as much dye, and the dye they produce is generally of not as good thing and not as good quality, but they would be able to survive on their own. But this varietal, if it weren't farmed, would just go extinct. So, in a way, uh, for this varietal of continual, which for thousands of years has been used and grown by the people of the region, uh, yeah, I guess no. They wouldn't be better off without it. Mm, that's how I feel about veal. Oh, veal! I don't really like veal. Not like on a not like on a moral level. I just don't think it tastes very good. I like it just because I know where it came from. I like, um, <laughs> you know what I like? Uh, I've had it like twice. Potato foie gras. I I can't because uh, I I hate geese. I can't get past the idea of what that is. Liver, like a, the fattiness of the liver. Yeah, it yeah. T- tastes great. Um, I had it, I've had it twice. Very fancy restaurants. Really good. I'll and, have to dive in. And I really do hate geese. They attacked my brother when I was a kid, and I've never forgiven them. You, we should kill one on the air. I, I'll fucking kill a goose right now. <laughs> Give me a machete. I don't like this. <laughs> Shut up, vegan. Uh, will, will you defend the goose? Look at him. He's not defending anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not at my stature. No. But he will complain about it online. My number two... Uh, is one that probably is something that is on your list, Matt. I bet. I bet. It's oh number, boy. I bet this is your number one. If this isn't, is your, it? If this isn't your number one, then Should my number one is your, no, 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 no. <laughs> but my number two is the old timey milkman. No, no, that's such a good one, though. That is a good one. Those are still around. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess technically they very much are still around. Yeah, there's still one. There's still like a couple still in operation. You can still get that delicious milk. Delivered right to your door in glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When I uh, we when I lived in New Jersey, my mom got milk delivered to us in glasses by a milkman. My great aunt does. It was wild. Was I, the milkman a hundred and ten years old? I never met him. He just you, put it in the. You don't meet the milkman. Yeah. Pray you never meet the milkman. <laughs> May God have mercy oh. on your soul. Oh, yeah. The housewives meet the milkman. If you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know what you mean. Oh, okay. Talking about the porno. That's not what I'm talking about. But the uh, the milkman. So. I mean, it's for, I'll put it this way. I don't think any of us grew, grew up in the heyday of the milkmen, right? Right. But we all- 1950s America. Yeah, yeah. Right, was right, big, yeah. But it was such a staple and such a impactful profession and something that affected everyone's lives day to day that even to this day, even if it kids that like don't know what, uh, what a rotary phone is, I bet they know what a milkman is. Yeah, look at Richard Scarry's uh, Busy Town. There's tons of milkmen oh, yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just like, it's such a, a societal uh, norm mm. of our time. Uh, and was this, uh, was this very much an American thing? Or was this... No, all over. There's actually a lot of... Um, in old British sitcoms, there are a surprising number of storylines that rely on hijacking a milk float. No, they're called... The, the, the milk fans are not milk fans, they're milk floats. Oh, why? Because... Yeah. Because... Just fucking cuz. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Deep, you know. Um, but yeah, so so like the milkman just delivered milk every day. And I mean, I guess they're still doing it today, but obviously not to the level that they were. No. Um, I mean, I, with today's focus on sustainability, I would love to see the return of the milkman. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess if there was ever a time to do it, it'd be now. Yeah. Everyone loves to do that uh, cutting down on, you know, GMO or 
just plastics, man. Just well, and reusable you, glass bottles. You know, you were looking for a career change, Matt. Here it is. Milk, yeah. milk, milk, milk. I'm only selling my own milk, though. No more haunted houses. Just own your own nipple milk. Yep. <laughs> Maddie Beads, hairy milk. <laughs> <laughs> How much would you pay? <laughs> For a quart of Maddie B's hairy milk. Okay, so that's a that's a surprising amount of effort for that much milk. It's true. So I, I'd pay a good price. I'd pay like twenty bucks for a quart of Matt's milk. Oh my god! If it was like if it was nipple milk, yeah. not if it was milk from any other part. Of right, part right, of his right, body. right. Yeah, yeah. See, so here's the thing. And if he if he made it honestly, <laughs> I know right. I know about his diet, and that concerns me. Oh yeah, it probably wouldn't taste very yeah. good. Yeah, no. it's not about taste; it's about Cons- nutrition, <laughs> consistency, yeah. texture. Uh, uh, too, you know, it would too much of the energy drink. You then. know what? You're right. I would actually rather pay more for your milk, Matt. Bet, yeah, better, Matt. It's very yeah. Oh, well, that thin I basically eat the same thing as a cow, grass fed. <laughs> it tastes like bland pasta. <laughs> I love bland pasta. Yeah, you do. But that's my number two, the milkman, Matt. What's your number two? My number two. So I'm calling an audible. I just got a text from a friend who I told that I was doing this. And you're like, oh, do you have this on your list? I was like, no, but that's way better than my number two. So it's going on there. Great. A hatter. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. A hatter? A hatter. hatter. Okay, explain it. They made hats. Yeah. So up until the Kennedy era, men wore hats every day. Every man, you wore a hat. It was just what you did. Mm. And Kennedy was just so cool without his hat that they fell out of fashion. And now they're only for lame people. You know the whole thing about not wearing white after Labor Day? It used to be you shouldn't wear straw hats after Labor Day. I heard that story on the live episode. Yeah, boy. Yeah, you listen. I do. I don't lie. That makes me happy. Uh you should listen to the live episode of Anachronismo. It's a it's a banger. And so you know the the Alice in Wonderland character, the Mad Hatter. Yep. That was a common thing because the glue that they used to make hats was real fucking bad for you. Full of mercury. Uh, yeah. And so you people, the Hatters just got weird, man. You having yeah. computer problems there, Chief? I know what the problem is now. But uh, go on. It's not Fro. It was, but <laughs> I know what he did. And uh, yeah, Fro ran in here and just. Pissed all over the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was the thing. It was a, a you know you know people obviously still make hats, but if you buy a hat now, it's probably manufactured uh, by children in a third world country. But at the time when everyone wore nice felt hats all the time, it's a very popular profession to go into making hats, mm-hmm. and they went crazy. Mm-hmm. There's a huge craze for beaver hats for a long time. Beaver from the Americas, which yeah, dude, beavers almost going extinct. I like to put yeah. a beaver on my head. Same, same. I think we're in the same boat on that one. Yeah, not with these teeth, but yeah. two little men in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> two, <laughs> more than one. It's a very rare occurrence. Nailed it. <laughs> I I feel like I'm I'm starting to get the the pace of this. Yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's going on. Yeah, it takes a go. little while to warm up. Right. It took me about uh, six months before I was able to speak into the microphone. That's wow. true. Yeah, I'm already way ahead. Yeah, and I think. Uh, I think just now I'm starting to warm up to the the fun butts. I don't know. Don't 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 sell yourself to them so highly. <laughs> you don't think I've warmed up to them at all? I don't know. I think some of them still hate you. I think most of them. They did that fuck Mary kill. I think I was kill on most of those lists. Yeah, they wow. killed me a lot too. Yeah. To which I will fight all of them, <laughs> anytime, any place, any of you. Hey, fun butts. Which one am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to fuck him, you're going to kill him, you're going to marry him. Or you could date him, or you could ignore him. It's the way they made it for us. Okay. Yeah, because I, yeah. I, I get to ignore a lot. <laughs> these, uh, these, long in, these long historical stories make me interesting in some very, some very certain <laughs> circles and totally ignored in many others. Fair. Yeah. Uh, well, a hatter, huh? Yeah, I think it'd be a cool gig. So for somebody who's so fashion kind of retro slash forward as you are, yeah. 
Uh, how come you don't wear a hat? Um, I, I thought it would be cool. And then uh, I realized that, no, it's, it's just not cool anymore. It's been... You're waiting been, for somebody else to do it. It's been co-opted. By I think who? it has too, too many negative connotations. By people who uh, have a neck beard and live in their mom's basement. Oh. And mm. say, m'lady. Hey, hey, hey. Who's m'lady. that? Uh, well, no one in this room. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, I also have kind of a big head, so... Hats don't. It's hard to find a good hat that fits on my head. With a big head, you need to. Oh yeah, it's it's tough. I do. I'm yeah. a big head man. Yeah. If you check out Goran Bros hats, if you ever want to like just try on a bunch and see if there's anyone that looks good on you up in Harvard Square. Yeah. No, I've been there. There's yeah. also one on Newbury Street. Local really? reference. Yeah. It's a nice nice hat store. I got out my hat. My dad a really great hat. How are you there. two settled down? He's an old British man, so he can wear whatever the fuck he wants. Really? Yeah. Wow. Your yeah. dad's an old British man. Yeah. I I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Max. I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, why would you? <laughs> Imagine if he did. <laughs> I actually am working on my Max biography right now. Uh, well, if a brief history of Max. If you like the show, support the show. Go to facebook.com slash top five of death. And more importantly, go to makefun.network uh, where it'll link you right to the Make Fun Network group page on Facebook where you can participate in all the voting and all the discussion and all the fun. And also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at top five of death. And if you want to write a short story on how you died, send that to top five of death at gmail.com. Always the number five. And we can find Anachronismo where? You can find us uh, on uh, iTunes, Podbeans, and Stitcher. We're working on Google Play and Spotify, but those aren't up yet. Uh, and you can also find us on Twitter at, at Anac Podcast. That's A N A C Podcast. We're also on Facebook, or if you like, you can email us at itsanachronismo at gmail.com. All righty. I love it. Now, your number one. <clears throat> My number one old timey job is Memento Mori. Ooh. They have a store that sells all haunted mansion stuff called Memento Mori in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, really? Yep. That's not what it is, what mine is. <laughs> It's not. It's not. Is that on your list, Memento Mori? No, no, so, sir. Uh, I know what it means, but yes. I don't know what the job is. Ah, is so. it a job to do what it means? Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so Memento Mori means remember death. Yeah. Uh, and back in the Roman Republic, uh, Roman generals would come back from you know huge battles, and there'd be huge victory parades for them. The streets would be filled with thousands of people cheering and yelling their name, chanting for them, so happy that they'd won this huge battle for the Roman Republic. And following around each of those generals would be a man whispering in their ear, Memento Mori, Memento Mori. To remind them that they're mortal. Right. <laughs> to remember death. Yeah. And that they're not gods and that they should have humility. <laughs> and one and they you know, and this were part of the reason that it was because like um hubris was a huge like sin in uh the Roman culture. Aha. Uh-huh. But it was also to discourage them from staging coups. <laughs> <laughs> uh because my God, if you know Roman history, there are like so many fucking coups by Roman generals. There are so many times when, like, a Roman general in the field, he's, like, high off victory, and his men declare that he is the new fucking Caesar because he's so great, and then he has to either go and, like, stage a coup, or he has to face his men and tell him he's not going to do it, and then they usually turned on him and killed him. That sucks. Yeah, there was actually one point when there were three warring Caesar generals, uh, all, all trying to claim the title. Like a real, a real in in in, in it, to put it in a term that you understand, uh, Matt Prime, it was a uh, a ladder match. Oh, it's like a royal rumble. Everyone's mm-hmm. climbing that ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a a a felt for the belt. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what the term is. I don't so who's a, I, a question about that? Is who would hire the Memento Mori? Uh, they were slaves. 
Do you think uh, so? The pay wasn't good. Yeah, but who? Yeah, but thing. who directed them to do oh, it? Uh, the Caesars usually did, or okay. their staff. Um, so probably a, gen- a general wouldn't appoint his own. No, no, no. My, my roommate would know more about this. My friend David Fui is a huge Roman nerd. Uh, Sounds it. Yeah, he yeah, is. Mr. Fui. Yeah, blah. No, he's great. Um, and yeah, so I think it was probably not the Caesar himself directly, but probably a patrician or princeps would do it. Huh? Yeah. There you go. Would you do it? Would I? Would I send someone to whisper Memento Mori? No, no. Would ear? you? Would you take joy in whispering that in people's ears? Yeah, I, I, I think as a I, podcaster, right? Yeah, as a podcaster, I'd yes. love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Memento Mori. Memento Mori. Yeah, I, I like it Remember as a death. as a store. It's a yeah. great store. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot. I, I go. It's like one of my favorite things I to love, do. Love spooky shit. When yeah. I get in there, I'm like, "What's new? What's what can I buy?" Here's my money. Just give it to, give it all to me. Speaking as a man with three gargoyle uh, coat holders in my hallway, I get it, man. <laughs> uh, great number one. Uh, I like that a lot. My number one um, is a haberdasher. That's such a good one. That's it, real related to Better Matt's one. Yes, very much so. However, the difference is that um, the haberdasher deals in men's clothes overall, mm-hmm. uh, not just hats. Well, actually, I don't think they even made... Um, uh, did they make the clothes or did they just, I think they just tailors make clothes. Ta- yeah. Right. So I, they're like more just like a stylist for men. Yeah. yeah and they have all the, uh, accoutrement. Yep. They yeah. have all that. You can buy a cane there. You can buy a hat there. You can buy a belt there. You can buy a stole there. You can buy a so waistcoat like, there. Even though it's an old timey job, these people very much still exist in many, many, many capacities to which I don't know why people don't refer to themselves <laughs> as haberdashers currently. Because people wouldn't know what they're talking about. But if they, but why did they would, right? Why would they stop doing it at all if it never, it never stopped? Well, there's a lot of uh, places that have been in like operation, like ice cream parlors, even for since like the 1800s sometimes. And they generally have modern signs because at some point, the uh, slightly older one that's like classic goes out of style and they change it to a newer one, which doesn't look as classic, but they then have to keep moving with the times because otherwise they look 20 years out of date. But when you get to being 100 years out of date, it's stylish again, but it's expensive to make that sign. Huh. I guess so. But yeah, no, a haberdasher? Time works the same way. What time? I don't, I'm <laughs> not bound by your time rules. No, sorry. It's a very inside joke. So if I search haberdasher here on maps, the first thing that comes up is marshals. And, <laughs> and then... I bet they employ many a haberdasher. <laughs> and then Coles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all the same shit. <laughs> uh, but I mean, if you work in retail and you sell any line of men's clothes or... It, in tangentially related to it at all, just refer to yourself as a haberdasher. Yeah. It's very cool. And it sounds better than being like, I work at a Kohl's. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a haberdasher. Oh, where at? Uh, stores. Yeah. I work for a boutique store. <laughs> I work for a, a big name proprietor. Big, yes. Uh, a proprietor of men's fashions. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that's my number one. Matt, what's your number one? Numero uno. And I'm surprised to know that you didn't have this. Well, I'm fun. sorry, Matt. I this is this is what I thought was going to be a newsie. I had it on my list and I took it off. Why? Because I didn't want it there. It's hilarious. Oh my! There's God. a whole musical about him. Yeah. Nothing. Nobody. Nothing. A newsie. I'm I'm aware of the musical and I, I know newsies. You'd do it. You'd it's look. It's you'd it's have it. the hat yeah. and yeah. You'd yeah. say, you know, uh, extra, yeah. extra. Yeah. Read all about it. 
That's, yeah. that's pretty only, good. Only a nickel to hear about the latest scandal in the Teapot Dome scandals. Exactly. And we, and I don't got the paper. I don't got the nickel, kid, but I'll take the paper. Out of my way. <laughs> hey, I need that paper. I need a date. <laughs> and they start fighting Is, each is other. that Newsies, the whole thing? That's the, <laughs> yeah. whole, that's the whole text of Newsies, what I just did. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. the plot of the film. I, uh, yeah, I, would, I think I'd do this job as a child. And be good. You know, they still have paper delivery boys, but you don't see them on I there. almost put Paperboy on there, but I didn't realize Newsy was a much older version of it. Yeah. I've never seen a non-adult paper delivery boy in oh, my life. So in my hometown, the uh, local paper hired young children to go around the routes of their neighborhoods and sell them. And then you would uh, go to the bank at the end of the week that they operated out of and you'd pay for however many papers that you ordered and you kept the rest. And uh, it was like first job for many young boys. And I had it was my friends. first job. Yeah, and I filled in for people all yeah, the time. I delivered papers for like two years. The Lowell Sun. The huh. Haverhill Gazette for me. Yep. My uh, my hometown it was just an adult man in a car. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, well, then you had those kids that like their parents did everything for them and, and their parents would do it. But Yeah. What a nightmare. Those fucking kids. Those, honestly, I feel bad for those kids. You had to get up every Sunday and assemble the Sunday paper before you delivered it I hated it that. That was the dumbest thing yeah. in my life. Why can't you just fucking do it? <laughs> what the hell are you doing? What's the fucking point? It builds character. You got to put the circular in there. Dumb. Um, well, that's a great number one. Uh, great list, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. Matt. Yeah, so let's go to the the fun butts and let's see what they have for their list right here. Oh, cool. Uh, and so, so Al- hey, my boy Dylan Mellon's up there. Oh, yeah, he's a good boy. I love Dylan. He's a good boy. Hey, who, Dylan. Who wanted to kill me. Oh, that's, well, that's fine. Well, he wrote us a nice review on iTunes, so yeah. he is perpetually in my good books. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go here, and pretty much what's going to happen, uh, Max, is if one sticks out to you, remember who wrote it, because we're going to vote on a winner. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> Bill Nalen, number five, barber surgeon. Number four, child pickpocket. Number three, guillotine <laughs> operator. Guillotine. Guillotine operator. <laughs> guillotine. Circus strongman is his number two. And number one, snake oil salesman. That's pretty good. Uh, Stu Colson says number five, a butcher. Number four, a lobotomist. Number three, an alchemist. Number one, a blacksmith. And number one, an executioner. That's also a good one. Uh, Ramadan says... Um, Okay, he starts with duck masters. Yeah, duck masters. These people are paid to tame the live ducks that some fancy hotels have in their lobby fountains. There's a a hotel in, is it in Tennessee, that still has ducks in their fountains, and they do like this big uh, thing every day where they walk the ducks in, they go into the fountain, and there's a big ceremony at the end of the day where they take the ducks into the elevator and the ducks live there that's so cute it's very cute i sounding. love that it's i believe it's in memphis tennessee oh and, i'm going there uh, it's uh, it's a famous hotel i've seen it happen it is really neat all right number four from ramadan is fortune teller number three doorman number two tv radio repairman uh cost of a new one is usually cheaper number one chicken sexers <laughs> uh really wonder how these people get paid rooster or hen uh dave Roldan says number five haberdasher Number four, Milkman. Number three, Gandy Danta. What's a Gandy Dancer? I would also like to know what a Gandy Dancer uh, is. Matt, look it up. Uh, number it. two, Lector. I'm assuming that's a villain of some sort. Uh, nope. And number one, uh, Phrenologist, which is the crazy brain people. Gandy Dancer is a slang term used for early rail wo- railroad workers in the United States, more formally referred to as section hands. Oh, that's ah. good. I've been working on the railroad. Mm-hmm. There you go. Cole Jensen is n- number five. Uh... Uh, 
Exanguator. Exanguinator. Exanguinator. Okay. Exit gainators. How dare you, Cole? You know my teeth came out. Uh, number four, blacksmith. Number three, orphanage runner. Number two, door-to-door salesman. And number one, plague doctor. Uh, Mike Dills is number five, butcher. Number four, baker. Number three, candlestick maker. Uh, number two, <laughs> snake oil salesman. And number one, shoe shiner. The butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, Mike Dill. There's Char- a, lot of, a lot of those up there. Yeah. Uh, Charles F. McDonald says, uh, <laughs> number five, a fat town crier. <laughs> Number four, a Cockney-accented newsie. Number three, a tramp in town who shows stuff above the ankle for money. That's very funny. (laughs) Number two, a mysterious drifter who just blew into town and everyone has an odd feeling about. (laughs) And number one, a lovable town drunk. Uh, That's my pick so far. I don't think those pay well. Uh, CJ Double is number five, butcher number four, baker number three, candlestick maker. Been done, TJ. Look up. Uh, number two, bare knuckle boxer. Number one, line tamer. Fro stinks. P.S. Fro stinks. Uh, Dylan Mellon, uh, who would kill me and not touch me in any sexual way, uh, said number five, a newsie. Number four, a boxer. Number three, a cobbler. Number two, brothel worker. And number one, barkeep, but like in the Wild West. Uh, George Cipervoni says, number five, honest, honest politician. Number four, MySpace serial killer. Number three, VCR repairman. Number two, a ninja. And number one, a smoke signal ad seller. Very good. Mitch Mint. Number five, medical cadaver salesman. Uh, stealing yep. bodies for science. Birkin hair. Uh, number four, witch hunter. Now you can just figure it out from Facebook. <laughs> Topical. Very good. Uh, number three, chimney sweep, good enough for a uh, for Dick Van Dyke. Number two, royal food taster, uh, tester, uh, for poison, not flavor. An awesome job until you finally die at work, uh, until your final day at work. Number one, traveling lobotomist. More than twenty thousand lobotomies were performed by nineteen fifty one. One. Yeah. Sorry, the exclamation point. I thought it was another one. I was like, <laughs> the uh, year one. <laughs> 1,000, you know, whatever. 19,511. Uh, it's been a while, but I'm back, baby, is what he says. Dave Moan, number five, chimney sweeper, singing is required. Number four, rat catcher, got to catch them all. Number three, witch hunter, got to catch them all. Number two, powder monkey, children carrying gunpowder, what could go wrong? And number one, whipping boy, great mm. job for bored kids. Uh, Zach Barmack, the man with the rhyming name, says number five, chimney sweep. Number four, cell animator. Um, I guess that's pretty old. Uh, Number three, Mark Gorton, LimeWire CEO. (laughs) Number two, Chris DeWolf, MySpace CEO. And number one, a plague doctor. Love those masks. Uh Uh-huh. Kristen uh, Animal Kingdom says... uh, uh, Number five, seamstress. Number four, general store clerk. Number three, innkeeper. Number two, a, a real film editor. And number one, a Walmart cashier. Oh, my throat. Um, wasn't Kristen A.K. before? That's why I used to call her Animal Kingdom. Did she change her name because she got married? Maybe. Is that true? Is that what I'm? Is my hypothesis true? Hypothesis? Hypothesis? My life is a joke now. Uh, Kevin Weaver, number five, phone operators. Number four, uh, paper seller on the corner. Number three, elevator operators. Number two, shoe shiner. I think they still have some at airports. And number one, milkman. P.S. Fro doesn't stink. Divisive. Mm, very. Clearly, they've never sat in the room with him. 
That's true. Uh, Daniel Brown says, number five, chimney sweep. Number four, lamp light. Tur. Uh, they uh, lit street lamps every night. Number three, ice man. Before freezers, people would harvest ice from cold places, mountains, and deliver chunks of it into towns. Number two, resurrectionist. Nice word for me to say. <laughs> Dug up and sold dead bodies for medical research. Number one, knocker up. Uh, they would take people they would wake people up with long sticks and he posted a picture of it i feel like uh knocker upper is just just a real a real a real uh solid gold one there it Very definitely good. is mm. uh dan chapman says number five hey my boy dan chapman yeah that's right i forgot you know him as well Friend dan of yours? Chapman. yeah 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 we're all from the improv uh, scene his wife helped me get my current job oh lauren yeah, so lauren that's who you blame there. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dan Chapman, Dr. Dan Chapman, actually. Uh, five, door-to-door salesman. Number four, vacuum repairman. Number three, blacksmith. Number two, seller of leeches to remove all those illnesses. And number one, court jester. Uh, Tom Knowlton Craig says, five, wingman. Literally dude strapped to wings of planes to repair engines mid-flight. <laughs> what? I didn't know that. Number awesome. four, town crier. Number three, an herbalist. Number two, the special doctor <laughs> whose job it was to give women <laughs> orgasms in order to treat hysteria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's real. Okay, this might be my number number one. Uh, number one, Hangman. Uh, John Caulfield says number five, MySpace Consulted. Number four, Blacksmith. Number three, Witch Hunter. Uh, number two, Bring Out Your Dead Guy. And number one, Plague Doctor. And then Daniel Sepultura said, no, I missed my chance to contribute. But you had not <laughs> if you had just put down a list instead of complaining about it. <laughs> so shame on you. Lesson learned. As I scroll through the rest, uh, here's a nice re- <laughs> adult response to this. If it's still open, my submission is from uh, Kathy Con Francisco. Number five, court jester. Number four, town crier. Number three, village healer. Number two, vaudeville performer. And number one, clock winder. My dad used to wind the clock in a tower. And would bring me up there sometimes. It was so cool. Winding a clock is hard work. That is very cool. That is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all going with the orgasm thing, right? All right. I don't <laughs> know if we don't. I don't know if we have a choice. Yeah. Tom Moulton Craig, uh, you stole it right there with that number two. Anything else, uh, Al, I, Max? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Kath- Catherine Con Francisco's one because the, the personal connection, I, I just really like. She did win last week. If it changes your vote, oh yes, it does. Then I can't. Vote that again. <laughs> uh, then we'll she go. She always has great lists. I'm yeah. a huge Catherine Con Francisco fan. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if she said that no. if she would kill me. Honestly, uh, let me can, put it to you this I way, Max. Dan Chapman's one of the one at the very top again. Just just shown to me, real quick. Uh, sure. Because I I only I have the same memory as a goldfish does. Yep. So Dan um, Chapman. I see it now. Yes. Okay. And the one at the very top, please. The very top. Very top. Very top was. Yeah, I got to go with Bill Nalen for barber surgeon, child pickpocket, guillotine operator, circus strongman, and snake oil salesman. Well, I'm glad you voted for him because me and Matt still voted for the <laughs> orgasm doctor, which means that they won this week. Just throw your vote away. Yeah. It's like you know, voting for Ralph Nader. Okay. Well, there's no such thing as voting, throwing your vote away as long as you vote. Second of all, ranked choice voting uh, would uh, <laughs> make sure that you would be able to uh, avoid the spoiler effect and vote for the people you want. You're not a big first past the post fan? No, fuck first past the post. It's a terrible system. Hey, Matt, before we go. Yeah. Could you just do Sally Sells Seashells by the Seashore? Uh, okay, I'll help you with this one, Matt. I'll do all the ones, all the syllables that are hard for you. <laughs> Allie sells see. Oh, I can't even do it. Uh, sh- uh, my oh. brain. 
Uh, Sally sells seashells down by the seashore. That's very good. Hard. Very good. Like, very hard. Yeah. It's the it's the X's that are bad for me. Like yeah. Max. Xylophone. I sound like uh, you know who I sound like. I finally realized it. I sound like Stan's older sister from South Park. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, somebody stop looking at my headgear. Well, <laughs> somebody photoshopped my face on it. <laughs> Just happened? get it over with now. What happened to that? Uh, Max, thank you so much for joining us. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you so Very much for fun. having me. I learned yeah. a lot more than I wanted to, and to be honest, <laughs> uh, you, you resent it. Yeah, I get it. I, now I know too. Now I now I know too much. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Mm. No, I'm gonna like. I'm, no, I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna take the things that you taught me. I'm then going to butcher them and explain it to somebody else. And thus the circle of academia begins. Now, of course. But thank you so much, everyone, for uh, supporting. Uh, go check out Anachronismo. Also, don't forget This Rules of Sucks and all the other shows on Make Fun Network. Thank you, Matt, for being here. As always, thank you. And as always, smell you later.